Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Productive Flow. Um, I have a really interesting guest here with us today. Her name is Dawn D'Amico, and she is absolutely amazing. She has so many different things that she has created and put together and things that she does. And she's been finding how these things all start to tie together. So um, I'm going to let you tell, let her tell you all about this. So Dawn, welcome to Productive Flow. Thank you. I love that you say it's an interesting kind of mix because it is. And I think it's, I think that's part of the fun about figuring out what you want to do when you grow up is trying a whole bunch of different things that you sort of feel led to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I divorced a little bit over two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I had to figure out really quickly a way to, you know, earn money and live and support myself. And I started doing, I was a personal trainer kind of as a hobby on the side. I started doing uh, online high ticket fitness and nutrition coaching, hired a coach that taught me how to do it, like lived in this awesome personal development space. But there was always this nagging in me that I wanted to be a speaker, a trainer, Mm -hmm. like a coach. Mm but I wanted to be on stages. I wanted to be delivering a message. I had that feeling inside. There was something that I was supposed to share. I didn't know what. So I had been doing the fitness and nutrition coaching for a while. Love doing that. Love helping women transform their lives. Mm -hmm. I know that is a piece of what I want to do. And so I joined the National Speakers Association Speakers Academy because I still wanted to speak. I just didn't know what I wanted to speak about. And I thought, you know what? I want to talk about developing confidence because that's one of the things that through fitness and nutrition, I, I saw the biggest transformation, not in the weight loss, but in the the gains of confidence and discipline. And I wanted to do that. And I'm going through the speakers Academy and I'm learning all of these things about the speaking business, but I couldn't, I couldn't write the keynote. And then I kind of wanted to write a book, but nothing was flowing. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, that's clearly not what I'm supposed to be doing. So (laughs) I hired a different coach that helped me kind of find my voice. I was doing a lot of mindset work. I got Mm -hmm. a uh, mental performance certification, was really working on the mindset because again, it all comes back to developing that confidence to do the things you're supposed to be doing in life. And there's so many transformative things that come from that. I was getting ready to launch a, I call it the Q4 mindset. I was getting ready to launch this awesome business to sales professionals and it, it didn't feel right. And I know there's that point in time where something doesn't feel right because you're scared. Mm -hmm. And then there's a point where it doesn't feel right because it's not what you're supposed to be doing. And I had this freak out panic moment at the same time my coach was like touring the country speaking. (laughs) So I said, you know what, I'm going to stop, you know, and on, on social media, my whole business is on social media. So I stopped posting about my business and said, you know, I think I'm just going to write a book. I'm going to write the book that I wanted to write a year ago. And it had been in my brain. I had been working through it. And all of a sudden, like it poured out of me. Yeah. Um, I called a really good friend of mine at the time as I'm going through this whole panic. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I've just spent all this time building this thing. 
And I don't think that's what I'm supposed to do. And I, I'm really feeling drawn to this confidence thing. And, and I think I got to write the book. And she said, yeah, like you were always supposed to do that. You just weren't ready to do that. You didn't have yeah. the experience you needed. You didn't have the successes and the failures. You didn't have all the pieces in the right place to do that. And, you know, it's not that the stuff I was doing with this other coach for the last several months, I mean, that was all huge. It's all being mm-hmm. utilized in, in my business, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up writing, writing the book in about two weeks. I had a friend who Rush edited, edited it with me. Mm-hmm. And from start to Amazon, it was about two months and it's been it's just so fun. It's like <laughs> crazy. Life. That's awesome. So a few things that I'm pulling out from this that I really want to hone in on with you is one thing that you had said about like figuring out what we do when we want to grow, when we grow up. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because we are kind of following this path, right. Of, of like passions and interests and, and and things like that to kind of take us somewhere. But what's really interesting about that is that it's usually entrepreneurs who are bold enough to follow that path. Right. And that's something that I really had to learn about myself over time was that it wasn't that I was some kind of a scaredy cat or something like I couldn't do the traditional life, you know, it was that I really felt like I was meant for more. Right. Right. And so a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we feel that feeling of being meant for more. And it's so, so often our authority figures in our life as children they encourage us to forget about all that and just take this tried and true path so we can be safe, you know? Right. And the thing is, is that there's, there's really no safety in following a path that's not meant for you. Right. And, and so it's so interesting how, um, you know, even like, and, and I've done the same thing, like you're talking about, like create this whole thing. You're like, yes, this is totally it. And then it's built. And then you're like, no, it's not it. What's not wrong it. here? This is not it. And um, I did, I did that. Um, gosh, I was productivity coaching, um, yep. but felt like it was just like, there was something missing. Like something really big was missing and I had no idea what it was. And that's when I decided to go and get a certification as a health coach. And I didn't know why I was doing it at all. I'm like, I have no idea why, but I feel really, really drawn to this. And then like two months into this one year program, I was like, this is what's missing. This is, this is this, this wellness piece, right? This is what's missing. And I, I started to integrate that into my productivity coaching. And that's when productive flow was born. The whole concept of it, the whole process, the emotion, energy, time, it all came together. And I was like, this is what it is, right? Exactly. It's the same thing. So I love that, that you went through that same process and you were like finding out like, this is not right. This is right. And sometimes it's, it's not that something isn't right. It's just not the right time. Like you were saying with the book or there's that one little piece missing. Yes. And and the coolest part about working with the coach that I worked with, she was helping Mm -hmm. me build this thing. But one of her superpowers, one of the things that she does is she helps experts. She helps entrepreneurs turn their expertise into business. Mm -hmm. And 
So I learned how to create a methodology. I learned how to put Mm -hmm. programming together. And so now when I land on exactly what I'm doing, I'll be able to, to create it and put it together really quickly. Yeah. You know, and And he helps you put the tangible to the, the intangible and it's, it's so cool. You know, I saw a movie once, this is several years back, but it was one of those really cheesy holiday romance movies, you know, and there was like this, uh, whoever the lead character girl was in the, in the movie, like it was her younger brother. That was like the one that everybody said was a big failure because he like start this job and then drop it and then start some other job and drop it. And so he's like, had like all these jobs. Right. And he ends up, um, at the end, he's like, ends up buying and running some sort of like Christmas lodge or something up in the mountains in the snow. Right. And he realizes, and this, he wasn't even the lead in the story. Right. (laughs) He realized that he had literally trained for everything he needed to do to do that thing, to to own and run that mountain lodge. Like all the jobs he had done prepared him fully to do that. And he had never gone to college. And so they were, they were pointing this out to him like, Hey, you were building your own education and getting yourself to this point to, to do this thing that's now lighting you up and making you happy. And I feel like, yeah, that's totally us. Right. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and it's interesting that you that you mentioned that like authority figure. Yeah, uh-huh. I was I was married for over sixteen years mm-hmm. to someone in the military. Oh my and gosh! Talk about, about the having, authority figures. <laughs> I mean, basically, the government dictated my life, and Absolutely. what I learned over, you know, when when we retired, mm-hmm. and I could suddenly do anything I wanted. You know, mm-hmm. we chose where we lived. Yeah. And I had a best friend who was like, what is it that you want to, you can do whatever you want right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to work. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had that, that nice safety net at the time. Yeah. Didn't need to work. And I was like, I have no idea. I've spent the last 16 years living where I was told to live, doing what I was told, told to, do. to do. And not that, not that my ex or the military ever said I couldn't have my own life, but it was still part of that old school military mentality. If we wanted you to have a family, we would have issued you one. If we wanted you to have a wife, we would have issued you one. And mm-hmm. so I lived in that world where I just kind of like put myself aside, did everything I could to support, yeah. you know, my spouse's career. Mm-hmm. And then it was suddenly like, well, I, what do I want to do? I, yeah. I can literally do anything. And then trying to figure out, well, what are the things that light me up or mm-hmm. used to light me up? And yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, that that's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people have that conversation, right? Like, what would you do if you won the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't have to work or you had all this money coming in, what would you do then? You know, and most people, when you ask them that question, they talk about all the stuff they would buy. But yeah. the thing is, is that once you have the stuff, then it's like, okay, now what's left? Right? right. What are you going to do? What are the experiences you want to have? What kind of an impact do you want to make? Like, what do you want your life to be about? Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's really interesting. And, and I, I feel like this ties into the title of your book. Um, <laughs> most people do not have the courage and the strength to rise up above all the I told you's and you shoulds 
to go out, strike out on their own and do Mm -hmm. something that truly does light them up. And most people don't even venture down that path enough to even know what that would be. And so that's why when they're asked that question about what would you do if you won the lottery, they're like, I would buy this stuff. And they have no idea what they would do with their lives because they've never had to put any thought into it, you know? And I think it's, it's, um, it says a lot about entrepreneurs that we do put a lot of thought into that, but we can still be held back by the ability to continue to rise above and have that courage and rise above the shoulds and the told you's and all of that. Well, because some of the most well-meaning effort. people that hold you back. Oh my God. Yes. For safety. Like I want you and to they be don't understand I you. I want you to be safe. Therefore you need to stay over here in this box and, yes. and don't move outside of it because if you do, then you're in danger and then I'm going to worry about you and I don't want to do that. Yeah, totally. Well, and as an entrepreneur, even trying to explain what it is you do, Mm-hmm. When I moved into high ticket online fitness mm-hmm. and nutrition coaching, you know, I was in the process of divorcing. I was mm-hmm. you know, 42 years old living in my mm-hmm. parents' house and I'm building this business mm-hmm. in, in the other room. And I would come out and I was like, yes, I just got a sale. I would be all excited. And they're like, what'd you sell? I was like, results because I was building, <laughs> I was building my program yeah. as I was, my coach was like, you don't need your program. Just go sell it. I was, mm-hmm. well, what am I selling? And we know that as entrepreneurs, you, you sell it, you build it as you go, you yeah. do the work. And I'm explaining this to my mother mm-hmm. and the neighbor down the road, and they just didn't understand what I was doing or yeah. why. And yeah. they couldn't conceptualize it. And so my mom's like, well, that's kind of dumb. The neighbor's like, I don't understand what they're buying. Like, what are you giving them? I'm giving them health and wellness and uh-huh. I'm going to help them lose all this weight and, mm-hmm. and try to explain it. And it, it can be really discouraging. They, they didn't discourage me in particular, yeah. but I know that that can be so discouraging trying to explain this vision that you have or this feeling that you have yeah. and the people that you're around don't get it. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's just been in the last maybe two years that when someone would ask my husband what his wife did for a living, that he didn't say that I was a realtor. And I'm oh. like, dude, I, w- I, I wasn't selling real estate when I met you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? But he always had thought about me as being a realtor. Like that was the label he because does that's associated with me. And it was something that he thought people could understand because in his mind, if he said, well, she's a coach or she's a productivity coach, they'd be like, what, you know? And then, it, and now he's like, oh, she's a, a productivity coach and she has a podcast. And then they're like, oh, she has a podcast. <laughs> that's know? why I had to write a book. So when people are like, what do you do? It's, oh, well, there's a book. Yeah, there's a book. <laughs> See? <laughs> Yes. But yeah, it's, uh, that's so cool. So tell us about your book. Tell us about your book. Okay. Well, of course I just happen to have it sitting here. Of course. (laughs) Of course it's called courage rising and it's stop settling and start living a brave life with no regrets. And basically it's, it's my method. It's, it's a personal development style book. You know, Mm -hmm. there's questions, there's activities, there's things that you do throughout it. 
And it's really my method for developing the courage you need to be confident. I think a lot of times people believe that you have to be confident in order to be courageous. And really it's, it's taking the action and it's doing the scary things that solidify the confidence. But there are things that you can do that set you up to do the scary things. And, you know, just talking about the people around us, uh, brave it, the method that I talk about in the book is Mm -hmm. the brave way. Mm -hmm. And the V it's of course an acronym because we have to do cheesy fun acronyms. The V is the VIPs, the very important Mm -hmm. partnerships and the very important people in your life. Mm -hmm. And I had to make sure that as I was going through this change and as I'm going into this entrepreneurial world, it's so important that I surround myself with people that get it, right? Because when you're with people that get it, it makes it a little bit easier to do the scary things. And I always think about the things that my best friend would get me to do with her that I never would have done on my own. Mm -hmm. I would go do scary, crazy things with her and they were still scary and crazy, but with her, I did them. And so Mm -hmm. it just reminded me how important it is to surround yourself with those right people. And when you're trying to do scary things, they're still scary, but they're less scary. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, um, you're saying this and I'm, I keep thinking of the, the old guy and up, you know, and mm-hmm. you oh, yeah. the cartoon up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when he's a kid and the girl's like grabbing him by the arm and taking him through all these adventures and he's like, Whoa. Like, <laughs> like, you're crazy, but I love you. You know, and then then at the end, he's like, you know, she's gone and he's like stuck and he's just being his old grumpy self, you know, and and staying stuck. And then this little boy shows up and just like, man, he's like, I love it. It's so awesome. Right. You know, and then they're best friends. And it's it is like that. Right. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people think that in order to have courage, that they need to be confident. When the whole definition of courage is to feel fear and do it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if you weren't afraid, then it wouldn't be courageous for you to be doing it. You know, right. if you're totally confident. You're like, I've got this. I'm not even worried about it. Then, then where's the courage? Right. <laughs> no courage and the more you that. do something, the better you feel about it. Like, of course, you 100%. can percent. Right. You yes. can practice sales calls mm-hmm. all day long, yep. but until you do the sales call, you don't feel confident doing it. And each time you do Not it, you feel better and better. Exactly. But it takes courage to pick up the phone, especially yeah. the first time. And sometimes the first call every single day, you know, takes courage. And um, I have a, a friend of mine who's a financial advisor and he said something about, I was talking to him about like the sales stuff that I teach and He said, you know, the hardest thing for a financial advisor is he goes, they can drive around all day. He goes, but the hardest thing is parking the car. And because if they park the car, they got to get out of it. And that means they got to go talk to somebody. And Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of courage, right? And um, yeah, I I love just for those of you who are watching this, hold up your book again, Dawn, because I love the cover. I voted on that cover. Good. (laughs) I thought that cover was beautiful. Um, I love that. And uh, yeah, I think I love that you have activities and it's, it's workshoppy in the book. Yeah, there, um, there's questions. I mean, we, of course, before we can even get mm-hmm. to the Brave Way method, we have to talk about the self-talk and reframing. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially women growing up, mm-hmm. you know, women of our age right? Mm -hmm. Things were a lot different as we were growing up and things that you were told you could do and that you couldn't do. And 
how we talk to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I didn't realize some of the negative thoughts and attitudes that I had about myself mm. because of the things that were told to me throughout my marriage and things yeah. that I saw and being part of that, you know, community that I was in. I, I loved being part of the military community, but there's a lot of toxic things that go on in there. Sure. And so I didn't realize how I had to really work my mindset and mm-hmm. reframe how I saw things. So there are a lot of questions in the beginning that really talk about that self-talk and why it's so important to build yourself up yeah. uh, before you can even get into some of the other pieces that we talk about on, on, you know, developing that courage. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, my little brother, uh, retired from the air force and he was a SEER instructor and, um, so like big job, right. And, uh, (laughs) he went to work for Amazon when he was done and he ended up retiring and moving to a town that he had been stationed in at one point because he loved it so much. And then he'd met his wife there and they were married there and everything. So they went back there and, um, you know, he, he figured out what it was that he really wanted, right. What it was that he really wanted and he, he went after it. But a lot of the reason that he was able to get through a lot of the stuff that he went through in the military was because he was able to look at it and feel like, oh, this is just a game and I'm just playing the game. Right. Mm, yeah. And it would help him get over whatever he was feeling or whatever he might be worried about. It was just, oh, this is a game. Right. Get to the next and level. Exactly. Get to the next level. And, and so that's what he would do. And I think, you know, we, I think it can be really, really hard for women, like you're saying, because we, we aren't taught or conditioned to compete in that way or to look at things like a game. And I I don't, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was told that life was going to be hard and I was going to struggle and that life was a struggle and that that's just the way it is. So get used to it. And I also was told by my mother, of all people, that um, women aren't allowed to have friends because oh. her husband is her friend. And if she has friends outside of her marriage, that's wrong. And so when I got married, I didn't have any friends. Right. And I had a bipolar husband who was just completely confusing and stressful and couldn't balance his own emotional state. So here I was trying to manage my own emotional state and his. And then we had two kids and I was trying to manage that and and run a business. (laughs) (laughs) Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. Well, and I think women all, women go through so many different transitions. Yeah, I wasn't blessed with children, but I went through these crazy transitions. I was... I was very competitive. I was a dual sport athlete in college. And so when I graduated college, I went through that transition like, oh my gosh, this is what I did for the last 20 years of my life. And now I'm no longer an athlete. 
And then I threw myself into a career as a social worker while I, you know, as I was finally feeling comfortable and confident in that role, I got married and then I moved and I had this new life transition. Yeah. And then I was married for so many years and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, here's the next transition. And what I've seen, the women that have really resonated the most with this book are mm-hmm. a lot of women that are in that like 40 to 60 year old range mm-hmm. that feel this stirring that they're supposed to do something more, but they have no idea what it is. Yeah. Because exactly. they're in now they're in this transition. Like now kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. Now they're empty nesting. Yeah. Like they, they spent their whole life supporting kids and mm-hmm. spouse. And now it's their turn. Yeah. Like it was for me, you know, spouse retired from the military. We're not moving anymore. What is it I want to do? Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't raising kids, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was supporting a military officer. Yeah. Absolutely. And now it's all of a sudden it's time for me and I don't even know. And and what do you do? Yeah. And that's kind of been the fun messages that I've gotten from people that have read the book is this is a book I never knew I needed. Yeah. I love And their that. friends that they're like, the only reason I, I bought it was because I was supporting you. And I'm like, I don't care why you bought it. You actually read it. <laughs> I, I buy books, books that like my that friends write on the time and I don't read them. Like I've got <laughs> friends. Yeah. Like I'll read enough of it to give you a good Amazon review. We're golden, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. They actually read it and took it to heart. And they're like, wow, I didn't realize yeah. that I've really suppressed so much of myself. Yeah. And you know, that's why I like the the fact that there are questions in in here that are taking you to what it is that you're trying to create. Because I think a lot of times, um, you know, when you're reading a book, you'll absorb certain things. And if you're anything like me, you're a little distractible, even if you're reading. So you're reading and you're kind of thinking about what you're reading as you're reading the next thing and you're not capturing all of it because you're still processing what you read before, but you don't want to stop reading. <laughs> And so it's like having a place where you're stopping and then you're checking in and say, this is what we need before we move forward. That is so helpful. It's really, really helpful. And it helps you, I think, digest the information and actually engage with it so that you're integrating it into your life. And that it, anything when you're talking about courage and you're talking about figuring out who you are and what you want now, no matter where you're at in life, because we all have these stopping points, right? Or it's like, okay, you're at a fork now. Which path are you taking? You're like, I don't even know what these paths are. What are these paths you speak of? (laughs) And we're figuring out what they are and where it is that we want to go. Where do we want to end up? And I've seen this time and time again with entrepreneurs specifically around not knowing what path to take. And they're just saying, well, I just want to make this amount of money. And that's where the focus is. I just want to make this amount of money. And they have no idea what path to take to get there. So they're just kind of throwing these variety through. Well, I like this and I like that. Well, let's see if people want this. So let's see if they want that. And, and then nothing's sticking because they're not really consistent with anything and they haven't really chosen a path or figured out what is it that you want to do, right? So it sounds like your book really helps answer some of those questions and um, yes. solve those problems. I know, believe me, I'm working through it as I'm trying to figure out what's the thing, right? Yeah. What is the What is the main thing? What is the main message? How does it all 
tie together. Yeah. And it's, it's part of the fun also, you know, you do get to that point where you, you have to pick something, mm-hmm. right? So many people, they, they stop at the start, right? The start stops yeah. them or they have that analysis paralysis and then you just can't make a decision. It's like, okay, you have to make a decision, but now you have to be willing to stick with the decision long enough to see if it works. Yeah. You, you know, know you it's have so- to stay with it long enough to build up that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, something else that I wanted to point out that you had mentioned um, was about, you know, you'd worked with this coach and about mm-hmm. speaking on stages and things like this and how it wasn't what you did specifically. You went back and you wrote the book, but that you got so much from it that you're going to use. Right. And oh, that you have used. And absolutely. I really love that that perspective on it, because I think a lot of times people you know, they, they think, well, they worked with this coach or they worked with this program or they took this course or something. And it was just a waste because they never used it. It went in reality, they took something from it and maybe they tweaked it. Maybe they, they combined it with something else, but they've used it. And even, even if it just taught them what they don't want to do, it was useful. Right. Yeah. And it was, I mean, she's absolutely phenomenal. Donna St. Mm-hmm. Louis is mm-hmm. a phenomenal coach. She taught me so much. She helped me get mm-hmm. so darn far. And That's what awesome. I built mm-hmm. with her, I, like I said, I'm absolutely going to be utilizing it. Sure. And, and she helped point me in the right direction for, you know, what I'm doing mm-hmm. now. But it's all about the pieces that I gained. You know, I spent months learning how to write a methodology and putting it together in a program. Well, now the coaching program that I'm doing, working with personal trainers and nutrition coaches to teach them to take their business online, yeah. I was able to write that methodology very quickly and easily because I knew the process of doing it and how to go through it and what pieces I needed to include. And yeah. it's it's so valuable. And like you said, I've, I've learned so much from courses and personal development that I've done mm-hmm. where... I didn't necessarily utilize that program, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with ClickFunnels? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, don't I, I paid for fell it. In love with Russ, fell in love with <laughs> Russell Brunson. I was at the Green Cardone 10X conference one year, right? He does yeah. his whole presentation. He's like, and for $3,000, if you mm-hmm. sign up right now, you're going to get, and he shows his whole stack. Yeah. And I was like, I need that. That's magic. My business uh-huh. is going to, ex- I didn't even have a business at the time. Like it is going to explode. And so my friend is like, you need to go buy that. We're going to go do that right now. I'm like, I have $3,000 to go spend mm-hmm. on this thing. That's going to give me this. So I went, mm-hmm. bought it, bought the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The next day, Russell comes back on stage. He redoes his entire presentation and showed us what he did to us to make us buy it. <gasps> he dissected the entire presentation <laughs> And said, and when I was on this slide, this is what you felt. Mm-hmm. And when I was on this slide, this is why you were ready to jump up and buy. And I, and I sat there like completely amazed. I was so yeah. excited to get. Well, for me, I didn't. I didn't use the product. There for me, there was too much. I ended up not using it. But I was like, I don't care. That was the best three thousand dollars I ever spent. What I took from him was mostly yeah. his free content, the stuff that I gained the most yeah. from. But I was like, if that guy could make me buy that. Like yeah. I can learn so much from him and totally. I've continued to read his books and learn all this stuff. And yeah. I don't have to utilize click funnels, but I ended up learning a ton, even though 
I didn't get the specific ROI in that moment. Yeah. But what I learned there was way more valuable. What I learned there was than I could have gotten, you know, at any, anywhere else at that point in my life. And so sometimes it's not even the direct ROI that you get in the moment, but Mm -hmm. everything that you learn in the process. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, a few years ago, um, I was beta testing a virtual reality platform, um, for a company that they produce these virtual reality campuses for organizations and companies and things. And I was, I, I know the owner and I know the guy that built the software. And so I, I was like, have you guys thought about renting out office space here? Cause that would be awesome. I would rent office space here, <laughs> you know? And they're like, actually, we're, we're building that out now. Do you want to test it? And I was like, a hundred percent. Right. So I tested it for like six months, gave them lots of feedback ideas and back and forth and all that. It was great. Right. And then I was like, I need my own campus. I'm going to build this beautiful campus for all entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to come and work together in this virtual world. And I, it was this beautiful dream, you know, and I put the whole thing together. I paid for it. And this is like over close to $3,000 a month. Okay. A month to run this. And, and that doesn't include staff. That was just to have the campus, right? Right. Have an empty software program that you walk into. And when I walked into it, I realized I was standing there by myself. I was like, wait a minute, I think I forgot something. (laughs) (laughs) But I absolutely loved it. And um, I did have people join and I created this whole big virtual summit with 60 speakers and I had all of them in there and then we had all these people register and then nobody could figure out how to get into the software. They're like, where's the Zoom link? And I'm like, no, no, you got to download the software and then install it on your computer. And then you have to set up your avatar and get them dressed. And then you walk around with your keyboard and they're like, wait, what? No. Uh, what? I'm confused. Where's the Zoom link? <laughs> Just send me a Zoom link, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. This is so cool. Nobody thought it was cool except no. for me and a select few people that were really techie <laughs> that liked it. But huge lesson. Huge lesson. And another audience, <laughs> a really big lesson that I learned was that people don't want to work alone but they don't want things to be overcomplicated. And for me, I that wasn't complicated because it was so simple and I'm pretty tech savvy. And so it was really easy for me, but it wasn't for a lot of other people. And it wasn't accessible on mobile, which was a big deal for a lot of people, not for me, but for a lot of people it was. So it was realizing that what I want isn't what everybody else wants, right? And that's why... As entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes we create these courses, these programs, we're like, this is amazing. And then nobody buys it. And we're like, wait, what happened? Right? Well, and you and you were able to learn, okay, well, that's not what my audience wants. And for me, exactly where where that click funnels mm-hmm. the package that I purchased, it was all about the stack. And for me, yeah. it was too much stuff. Yeah. That I didn't uh-huh. know where to begin. And it was overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah. And so for me, my sales approach and my sales philosophy is. I'm willing to pay a lot more money for less stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell me just exactly the Simplified. pieces I need. Yeah. And that's how I approach my purchases, but mm-hmm. that's how my clients, and that's when I'm selling my fitness pack. Like 
no, you're not going to get all of this stuff because this stuff is going to take you away from this result. I'm selling you the result, not how we're going to get there and all the little pieces. Yeah. And, but I had to have that experience with now I know that stacks work and depending on what you're doing. But for me, if you give me too many things, I'm clicking away from your page. I don't want it all. Right. And my people don't want it all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that was a huge lesson for me to learn. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And when you spend a lot of money on a lesson, it sticks really well. (laughs) That's a hundred percent true. One of the other things I learned was that I didn't want to be stuck to my computer 13 hours a day and running a virtual campus was putting me into that position. And that's when I started looking at, wait a minute, where do I actually want to be spending my time every day? Because it wasn't in front of the computer. And that's when I started setting up my schedule to create a 45-hour work month. And mm-hmm. it that gave me that. I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for that experience. So right. I feel like there's so much that I got from it. And so I could look at it and say, that was a total waste of my time and money and all this. And it wasn't. Just like you're saying, you know, it's like, this was something that gave me something incredible. And I'm forever grateful for what it did give me. It just wasn't what I expected. <laughs> but it right. gave me something great anyway. Right. But I learned all about funnels and who knows, maybe I'll be back mm-hmm. to their software, maybe not, but yeah. I understand it now. I've I I I gotta tell you, I have found the best software platform for me. And I just once I found it, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. Like, where have you been all my life? I love you. And and so from then on, it's just been this. And this right. platform has actually given me ideas for how to create new stuff, which I never got that before. So that just was like, yeah, I'm a lifer. I'm good. <laughs> I've got my platform. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Dawn. So anything else that you want to add? I want everybody to go out and buy a copy of your book, Courage Rising by Dawn D'Amico. That's D-I-M-I-C-C-O. And uh, make sure that you go to Amazon. That's where you can find it. And uh, amazing, amazing book. And um, you also have a planner. Yeah. How did I forget about the planner? (laughs) This is productivity flow. I mean, that was, all right. Do you want the quick story of the planner? Yeah, let's hear about the planner. Let's hear about the planner. I, oh, yeah. I'm all about productivity planners. I love mm-hmm. them to death. I would buy them like crazy, except I didn't really love them. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of them. And I can't even tell you how many I purchased. And, you know, I had a bookshelf full of them because I loved certain pieces of one, but then hated that they had all this other stuff. Or I found one that I really liked, but it was missing like one or two things that were so important. and. Mm-hmm. I complained to my my friend, my accountability partner, like weekly that mm-hmm. I couldn't find one that I liked. And finally, I was like, you know what? I think I need to stop whining and complaining and just create one. Yeah. And I'm going to create my perfect planner and it's going to be other people's perfect planner too. Yeah. And I called a friend of mine because I was like, okay, I'm going to write this down as a goal, right? You know, you're supposed to yeah. write down your little goal. Uh-huh. And the first step when you don't know how to achieve the goal is who knows about how to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. So I called my friend who had published a book um, and he's really involved in the personal development space. He has an incredible mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and I was like, Hey, I want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I need to pick your brain. And mm-hmm. if the thing that you think would be worthwhile partnering on, I would absolutely love to partner with you on this mm-hmm. because he and I think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. And so it was a project that we did together. It's called the clear planner. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a three month or 
whatever, 90 day Mm -hmm. um, quarterly planner. And it's got all of the elements that I love. We wanted to create something that if you do use productivity planners Mm -hmm. and that's a thing, you can pick it up and gain value and use it right away. But if you've never used something like this before, it could completely transform your life. And if we needed it simple enough that you could pick it up, understand it. There's a cheat sheet that explains it. If you don't understand like what a time block is or Mm -hmm. any of that. And it was, it was a labor of love. Mm -hmm. It's something that, I mean, I absolutely love it. It's the only planner I'll ever use again because I have a lot of them. Um, Well, and you made this one, so it is custom. (laughs) But it's, but it's one of, I mean, it's like I said, it is my perfect planner. Mm -hmm. And because there, I mean, I know you've probably dove into a ton of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was so excited when Brendan Bouchard came out with his, and now Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's morphed, but when his first one came out, I got it. I was excited. I opened it. I closed it and I gave it away as a gift because (laughs) it was going to take a solid hour a day just Mm -hmm. to do the planner. Yeah. And then if you did the weekly review recap, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is going to take me days if I do it. And I know me, if I don't fill out all the things and there's blank spaces, Mm -hmm. I'm going to quit and it's going to be, it's not going to be valuable. And so those were a lot of the things that we took into consideration. And, you know, you want a planner so that you can be productive and do work, not so that you spend all day and you shouldn't need a video course to teach you how to use your planner. (laughs) If you need that, then it's, because some of the planners I got, there was like a whole course that went with it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I have one of those. I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, no, we want it simple, basic, easy. Um, so yeah, that's just the clear planner. Awesome. I love the um, name. That is not on Perfect. Amazon. <laughs> okay. Well, we will grab links and we will put those into the show notes. So if you guys have been listening to this and you're like, yeah, it's clear planner. I need it. Or Courage Rising. That sounds amazing. Uh, We are going to throw those links into the show notes for you. So be sure to check there so you can click right through and get access to Dawn's amazing products. And uh, anything else you'd like to add before we go? No, this has just been a lot of fun. I loved talking with you. Me too. (laughs) Thanks so much. And uh, until next time, guys, Productive Flow, be sure to check out ProductiveFlow.com where you can go and join the Productive Flow Prosperity Group membership where we have live streams every week with all kinds of great stuff and you can build your own prosperity group and run it from there all right guys thanks so much talk to you soon thanks for listening and especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on itunes every time you share the show you are potentially changing someone's life want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.